talk about it all, to talk about what we do have. And it looks like we're ready to give it one more try. So, such as it is, we're ready to give it one more try with John and Mike and the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Always willing to give it one more try. Always willing. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I'm John Warren. Mike Parker is on his way to Indianapolis as we speak. Took off this morning and is headed to uh, the NCAA men's basketball tournament for the first time since 2016 when I believe it was Oklahoma City that Oregon State drew a first round and went to Oklahoma City and I think it was Virginia Commonwealth. But um, again, it will be Tennessee. And it was uh, fun to talk with Mike Wilson from the from the Knoxville News yesterday about this club, this Tennessee club that is very good. At one point, a top 10 team starting out, uh, was it 10-0, 5-0? It's a very good team, and it's going to be tough. They, they do have a common opponent. Tennessee defeated uh, um, Colorado in the first of the year by nine points. Oregon State lost to Colorado by 29 points. But then again, Oregon State, as we all know, came back with that great victory on Saturday night over Colorado to uh, to win the Pac-12 championship and end up where they are. Okay, well, uh, we have a show today that uh, is going to be a little bit of a, a mixed bag of me, us, you and me if you call, but save your calls for in-between uh, when when something else is on the air, because I am flying solo today, and uh, if you hear an interview playing or if you uh, if you have anything you want to say, the University Honda text line is the best way to uh, to get a hold of me and comment on things that are going on on the program, ask questions. But if you, I'd love it too if you if you participate via the phones, Dave uh, up in Tumwater or anybody who wants to call in would be great. The number, of course, the Downward Dog Sports Line is. 497-5356-541-497-5356. That spells out K-E-J-O. And, um, <clears throat> but call when a commercial is playing or an interview is playing, and then we could talk about when we could get on. Um, I am going to play a lot of audio today, um, some older stuff. I don't want to rehash too much. Uh, we do have an interview uh, with Kevin Abel that is uh, from Josh Worden's uh, conversations that he's been having on the Beaver uh, Beaver Tales podcast, and I thought, well, you know, we need to get some baseball stuff in here. And Kevin, of course, is the the star of the pitching staff, and um, so it'd be great to hear from him. So we'll have that conversation at, at one point today. In this first hour, though, it's all live. At least the first forty five minutes of the hour is going to be live because. Coming up here in just a couple of minutes, I'm going to take a break and come back with Wade Meckler, the star of Sunday's game against Oregon with that two-run home run to left field, opposite field home run for Wade, and um, have a conversation with him about Beaver baseball and how he's doing and and all of that. So that's coming up here at 11.15. And at 11.30, former Beaver... uh, well, a Beaver alum, Kerry Eggers, and former longtime Portland scribe, Kerry Eggers, joining us on the program. He's got his own website now. Retired from the business, but a lot of these guys are going into, you know, doing their own writing on their own websites, which is a pretty neat deal. I don't know if it's a, if it's a money generator or if it's just for fun, but he does a great job with his articles. And the last most recent article that was 
really good was on this tournament and this basketball team. And uh, it starts out with a good portion about uh, Jared Lucas. And I don't know if it's titled Cool Hand Luke, but it's uh, that's the part, the first part of it all. Cool Hand Luke, Jared Lucas, and a great article by Kerry Eggers. He'll join me at 11.30. So after that, maybe some, some phone opportunities during the commercial break will get you lined up at least with two people. <laughs> and then... Uh, finish out the hour that way, or um, uh, some audio that we have. And I've got a lot of audio to play for you. That is, uh, it's apropos to the time. We haven't heard Mitch Canham in the post game after Sunday's game, kind of wrapping up the weekend. And then uh, yesterday there was some audio that was um, sent from, or the, the weekly meeting, if you will, with players and coaches for baseball. But also, we haven't heard at all from Scott Ruick uh, post-selection Monday, two days ago. So I've got the, the audio of Scott Ruick, who was very relaxed, just as, as Coach Tinkle was, with the media talking all about the tournament, his team, and the season that they've had. So we'll hear from Scott Ruick at some point today as well. Uh, a couple of things before I take a break and then come back with Wade Meckler. Some, uh, one reminder, join our bracket, Friends of Joe Beaver. See who it wants to come in second. You're playing for second place, but but come and join our bracket. Right now, well, I counted about a half hour ago, and there are 18 in the group, and that includes myself and Josh. So 16, 16 of you have signed up with a chance to beat me. Uh, it's not going to happen, but but join anyway. It's all for fun. We don't have any prizes to give away. We'll talk about you on the air, and uh, you can call in and brag if you win, but well, when you come in second, and uh, <laughs> well, I really want you to join. I can't even explain how to do it. Just go to ESPN.com, click on the bracket challenge, look for uh, the, the tab that says groups, and then somehow figure out how to join. I It was so, it's not, I won't say it's difficult. I won't say it's difficult, but they don't make it easy either. It's not, I would say... There are different terminologies I would say they need to use to dumb it down. You really have to dumb things down. And and that's for me, too, not just for everybody. So, again, the group that we're called is Friends of Joe Beaver. And there's already been uh, 16 people signed up. And that's great. Um, I want to get into a couple of, couple of things today just to talk to you about. A really good Nick Daschle article that I read on uh, his Twitter feed. I haven't seen it on OregonLive.com, but... He uh, breaks it down on on the players and the team and the the group that Oregon State has going from the Pac-12 tournament to Indianapolis, and they weren't prepared to go and didn't have enough clothes, so they had to do some laundry and things like that. But also embedded in that article, a really good job by Nick, was explaining all of the protocols that they have to go through in Indy. And I don't have time right now. I'll get into that later because I have to get uh, Wade Meckler on the line. And then how about the story yesterday about Kristoiak? Larry Kristoiak let go at Utah. I had, that came out of left field for me. I mean, that was shocking to me. Not just because it's like, you know, we're not in that market. We don't hear the chatter and the sports talk shows in Utah. So I don't know. I have to call my friend who lives in, in uh, Salt Lake to find out, you know, has this been something that's ongoing or was this just completely out of left field? But they have missed the tournament now for five straight years after going in 15 and 16. So that was quite interesting. All right. Wade Meckler is coming up. I need to take a first break so I can get him on the line and... Uh, Again, we'll continue on here with today is a live show, but we have a lot of audio to play to get through it because I'm flying solo today. All right, be right back. <laughs> 
Have you seen Highland Bulls expanded Strike Zone Lounge? Stop by for a burger, pizza, a hot or a cold sandwich, or a salad. There's appetizers and snacks too, and the prices are so low on beer and spirits, it's like happy hour all day. Enjoy your favorite Oregon lottery games too. Highland Bowl. It isn't just for bowlers anymore. Stop by and check out the expanded Strike Zone Lounge at Highland Bowl on 9th Street in Corvallis. We set them up, you knock them down. If your RV or trailer is sitting in storage or out in the rain this winter, let Guarantee pay you cash for your rig. Cash for Campers means no more storage and no more worries. My name is Bo and I live in Cottage Grove. Cash for Campers put over $10,000 in my pocket. We were waiting until summer to sell our trailer, but Guarantee gave us cash right now. Guarantee will give you $500 if we can't beat any Oregon dealer's written offer on your late model RV in good condition. My name is Jessica and I live in Springfield. Thanks to Guarantee, we no longer have a monthly storage bill and we have more than enough money to remodel our kitchen trailers fifth wheels toy haulers motorhomes they all qualify for cash for campers i'm paul uh we've been stuck at home for about nine months now guarantee made it really easy for us no hassles they came and picked up our fifth wheel at our house and delivered our check text rv for me to 55678 for special offers or visit guarantee.com that's rv the number four me to 55678 guarantee rv is here to help you put cash in your pocket. Your locally owned and operated Oregon Qdoba Mexican Eats are happy to announce that their dining rooms are now back open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily with limited contact carryout curbside pickup and third-party delivery options all available until midnight. So visit your closest Qdoba Mexican Eats or order online for lunch or dinner to enjoy a fast handcrafted meal prepared with fresh ingredients and innovative flavors. For that late-night craving, use the Qdoba app or order online at qdoba.com qdoba mexican eats made fresh always flavorful all right here we go welcome back to the joe beaver show doing a little engineering here by myself and uh, i've got wade meckler on the line as we uh, talk some baseball before getting into some basketball speaking of that wade uh, what do you guys think, you in particular, what do you think of uh, all the different things happening on campus right now? You keep track of what your your classmates are doing. How about that basketball team, both the men and the women? Yeah, it's it's uh, unbelievable. Man. I guess it really shows how seriously we took our work during quarantine uh, over COVID. You know, a lot of our sports got canceled, and um, I feel like as a school, we did a really good job taking it upon ourselves to make sure we're still getting the work in and still – uh, outworking schools, and I think a lot of other schools didn't take it that seriously, and it's setting us apart. When you guys work out, and again, I'm thinking normal times when I ask this particular question, not so much COVID, but when under normal circumstances, uh, baseball, I, I guess every sport would use the, the sports training facility at one time or another. Do you cross paths with all the different athletes and, and get to know them, become friends with guys and, and gals from the different uh, teams? Yeah, yeah, in normal years, for sure, you're definitely hanging out with other sports a lot more. This year, not so much. Uh, it's pretty much one sport in the weight room at a time. They don't, you know, they don't want a whole lot of contact tracing between sports. But yeah. typically, in the, the last two years before this year that I've been here, uh, you get to know other sports uh, really well and, and become pretty good friends with them. What's your living arrangement? And I don't mean you know personal, but I I mean as far as baseball goes. When this all happened, was there a requirement that you're all in one dorm? Um, because you know we're we're learning more and more about the protocols for 
the basketball team to go to a tournament, but just in everyday life because, and again, knock on wood, but baseball has been, has not had any problems that we know of, and you guys do a good job. Is there a a deal where they said, okay, you you can come back and we're going to play baseball this fall, but you have to do this? Um, As it's always been, as long as I've been here, we, it's pretty much just baseball players living with baseball players. Uh, we never stay in the dorms, even our freshman years. Mm. We all get houses with just baseball players. Um, so it wasn't really a problem with, with you know, contacting with other students um, yeah. that aren't athletes. It was just, you know, we're all living with baseball players already, so they didn't have to make any, any changes where they all move us into one dorm. Yeah. Because uh, we're all already living together anyways. Wade Meckler, my guest, Beaver Baseball, star of Sunday's game. So, um, yeah, so you, you, you've always been together and everything as far as your living arrangements. So right now it's really not that big a deal, but you're on your own. You can still go out into the community. you got to go to the grocery store if you're living in a home, right? Uh, do they just basically tell you, be smart, uh, wear your mask, and get to the store and get back home as quickly as you can? Exactly. They, they pretty much saw us. We know you're adults, and and we know how much this means to you. So we know we know you're going to take care of it. They basically just told us that if you're going to just go to the store, wear your mask at all times, uh, get your stuff, and get out, um, and then you know get back home as soon as you can. You know, not not going out to eat dinner anywhere and, and eating out a whole lot. It's just if only go out and intermingle with other people that are outside of our bubble if you absolutely have to. All right, let's transition to your big hit on. On Sunday, opposite field, 14-foot fence. What were you thinking? Now, a run had already scored, so there was a little less pressure, even though it was a later inning and, you know, Oregon had done a good job. Their pitching is pretty good and done a good job to handcuff you guys for, for the first two games. But when when Gretler grounded it to shortstop and then I think it was Troy who scored, uh, that was huge. That was huge before you came up to bat. So what what's your thought process just before you came up to bat? It's definitely a big weight lifted off. Um, and, and Gret always puts together great at-bats. So having him up before me in, in a big spot like that, I was really confident he was going to get the job done. So I was already pretty relaxed before my at-bat I, I knew Gret was going to at least score a run and, and he was going to do the right thing and, and you know put a ball in play, which is all we really needed there. Um, so going to the plate, it, 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 I was pretty relaxed. Um, I wasn't letting it speed up on me, especially since we'd already scored the run. That that big weight of not having scored in a couple games was lifted. So I, you know, I I felt no problem swinging first pitch or the first good pitch I saw. Yeah, what was the pitch that uh, you hit out? It was a changeup. It was actually a first pitch changeup, um, and I, I I saw it well out of his hand. And I have no problem swinging first pitch on off speed pitches as long as I'm seeing it well. Yeah. So I saw it well in his hand. I, I saw it spin a little bit differently, and, and I was able to sit back a little bit longer and, and hit it off of. Do you work on that, you being the team? Do you guys work on on getting patience? when you, If you can see a change-up early enough, do you work on your patience to, to hold back and not swing early? Yeah, that's, that's on, for me personally, uh, it's more of a mechanical thing than it is a mental thing in terms of patience. Uh, and, and the coaches know each player uh, personally, in, in the way that they approach their at bats, so they, they kind of tailor uh, your approach to how each individual player is. So they, I mean, they know that I'm very mechanical. I think about my swing a lot, 
And so the, the way I'm able to sit back on that is, is not so much mental as it is make sure I keep pulling into my back and pulling into my hip so that I'm able to sit back on that. And if I am fooled or I do see it well, I don't have to make that conscious adjustment. Yeah. Wade Mech- uh, Meckler, my guest here on The Joe Beaver Show. Now, you don't have to incriminate yourself or your teammates, but just in a general sense, we hear that there was a lot of chatter. Can, can, is it, is, suffice it to say that the rivalry is alive and well in baseball with Oregon and Oregon State? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we don't we don't like them, and they don't like us, and it, it's that's known before before we every game. We know it's going to be rowdy, especially with no fans too. That there's no other chatter going on. Usually, the fans are getting into it and letting them hear it too. Did um, you, but when it's just when it's just us, you can hear everything. Now, I didn't see the home plate umpire look at at Oregon, but I do remember one series in this or one situation in the series. I don't remember what day it was where you guys got chided. Uh, what did he say to you, <laughs> and what, what was kind of the scenario going on there? Um, there was a uh, their pitcher had a balk move, which basically means if you know you got a guy on first base and he lifts up his front foot to make it seem like he's going home and it's picking off. And we had told the asked the umpire to look at it a couple times, and you know we we kept saying it to him, and he basically told us. If, if it was a Bach move, he would have said something. Oh, okay. <laughs> In kind of uh, the, his his theatrics was more like, a, I'll do my job. You guys just, you don't worry about it. I'll take care of exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, okay. That's what I Exactly. Now, you don't you can confirm, deny, or take the fifth, but I heard that uh, Jovan, uh, what, Kavan, had some words with, it was either Cole or Troy. Again, I don't remember the day, but he was kind of a hothead. Now, you don't have to say yes or no, but uh, you can if you want. Uh, all I'm going to say is, is it, it was Hammy, and Hammy's a very competitive person, and he's going to fight for our guys, <laughs> and that's exactly what he did. So I, I'm not, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of what was said. Sure. But I will say, Hammy will always fight for our guys, and that's what he did in that situation. There. That is a beautiful way to put it, and it's uh, very generic. And yes, uh, there, it, it's great. It's great. You want that, don't you? You want that with especially a rival team, but you want that fire, especially when there aren't a lot of fans in the stands to get you fired up. Absolutely. And when you have a guy like that who's willing to put himself on the line and put himself at risk, and you get out of the inning, he comes back in the dugout, it fires everyone up, and you know everyone's pulling for him a little bit harder after that, and, and everyone's a little bit, the energies get a lot higher. So it's a it's a huge momentum changer with him, like that happens, gets the whole team fired up, gets the, the bats going. It, it's it's really a, a positive all the way around with something like that happens. And speaking of fired up, I did notice that after your home run, when you came around, yes, you know, we, we all celebrate home runs, but... With the team, when the team met you, which all of that is routine, there was nothing out of the ordinary except your screaming and, you know, letting it all out as you were entering the dugout, I thought was, was something that we've all experienced if we've, you know, had competition, things aren't going well, and finally it does, and you just, you're just kind of that, there was a little extra in there from you and your teammates wasn't there than there would normally have been just because of the frustration of the weekend. It was a lot of frustration, and the pitcher was quick pitching us uh, all game, which we were really upset about. So uh, when we got that hit, you know, we we were more fired up than we would have been if, if he hadn't been doing that to us. Yeah. Um, so that a lot of the frustration came from that, and and letting that that almost that anger out. 
it was also, yeah, I mean, we were, we usually score runs and we didn't score runs the first two games. So um, we were just really fired up to finally have that big inning. Finally, just, I mean, just a thought on, on the frustration of the first two games after the success leading up to that, was it a matter of, of their pitching and them being better than you, you'd expected or, you just not there was a lot of first pitch strikes that were looked at did coaches say quit quit watching them start swinging away how how did what was the message of that weekend because they're not a bad team at all they're very good yeah i mean they're they're a good team for sure they're they're better than they have been in years past um we just didn't play the way we could have the first couple of games um and, and yeah the message was be more aggressive and don't be afraid to swing at those first pitch off speed pitches if you see them well um because we were taking those off pitches for a strike early and then swinging at them late when they weren't strikes. You, you, uh, so it, it was a lot of that. And, and the main message was actually just stop pressing. You know, we all wanted it so bad yeah. that we were you know, starting to get really tense in the box and, and starting to press up there. It, the, the message was just, you know, Coach Cam doing a good job of, of relaxing us for game three, you know, letting us know, how, I mean, this is a game. Uh, just have fun, relax be loose and, and I think that was the difference in game three there well I, I would normally say I'll see you Friday but the, this whole COVID thing has us literally in the same ballpark but doing these uh, interviews through Zoom calls so I may have you right. I may have you Friday because of your home run and, and do that over again We've it's been long enough since our first conversation Wade but Washington State coming to town conference play you guys last thing you guys feel ready to go and you're confident with all the work that's been done you, you got more non-conference games of course scattered throughout but uh, you're ready to start conference play absolutely and, and, and Wazoo's a good team they're, they're much better this year than they have been uh, the past year, so we're excited to, to kick off Pac-12 play with them. And, yeah, I think, you know, this this week we're just going to start trusting the work that we've put in all, all fall and and just know that that's going to get the job done and that's enough uh, to win us games. Hey, Wade, great conversation. I really enjoyed it. Maybe we'll talk again on Friday before the game for the uh, pregame show and uh, have a, a, a great rest of your week workout, getting ready for it. Thank you. All right. Uh, You too. Have a great week. All right. Thanks, man. That's Wade Meckler joining me here on the show. Great kid and um, a lot of insight into uh, the the rivalry matchup that went on this weekend. I I was not privy to any of it save for one conversation I had, I think, at the end of the week uh, with someone who was able to sit in the stands and hear everything was going on. I didn't... uh, I didn't know anything about quick pitching. Uh, that was interesting. I didn't know much about the uh, the, the the Bach move that they were complaining about. Um, so interesting stuff, interesting stuff. And I know there's a lot of savvy Beaver fans who would have been down there in those front rows if fans were allowed in there and seen the whole thing. And in fact, if Beaver fan was there, it would have really heated up because uh, lots of chirping going on from between both of the dugouts. All right, Carrie Eggers will join me next. Let me take a break and come right back with Carrie, and we'll talk a lot of things Oregon State, both men's and women's basketball and other things. That's up next here on 1240 Joe Radio. Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex 
Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Go Beavs. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. Come see me at my new location at 3335 Ferry Street Southwest in Albany or give me a call. For Auto Glass Solutions, better call the Glassman. Call 541-760-2277. Call the Glassman. Tommy's 4th Street Barn Grill is open again for indoor dining. Check out Tommy's daily breakfast, lunch, and dinner specials. And if you're really into breakfast, it's served all day, every day. The Lounge at Tommy's has a full bar with TVs, pool tables, and Oregon lottery games. Stop by Tommy's 4th Street Barn Grill, a local area favorite for over 20 years, on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Hey, Beaver Nation, this is Mike Parker. I want to talk about my experience at the Barbers in Corvallis. Rachel at the Barbers has been cutting what hair I have for many years. Not only do I get a great haircut, but also a hot leather neck shave, a shampoo and scalp massage, a soothing neck and shoulder massage, free popcorn and soda, a TV at every station to watch all the games. Discover for yourself why over 2,000 guys a month go to the Barbers. Check them out on 9th Street in Corvallis, the Barbers, where I go and guys go for great cuts. Hey, Beaver fans. Over the past several months, we all have come together to help each other in this COVID struggle. But would you know how to help a family member or a co-worker in the time of an emergency? Hi, I'm Todd Washington, owner of CPR Works, where we teach people the skills to help someone in the time of an emergency. I am currently holding both virtual and in-person classes for CPR and first aid. For more information or to schedule a class, contact me at CPR-Works.com. Go Beavs! If you're ready to make the great escape, do it with the number one brand on the water. Yamaha Wave Runners are the most premium personal watercraft on the market with industry-first features and exciting new products like the new 2021 VX Series with audio packages, the much-anticipated Superjet, and the new Race Ready GP Series. This is Wave Runner Country. Join Power Motorsports Watercraft Open House March 20th from 9 to 4 in Sublimity. Good times, great prices, and more online at powermotorsports.com. Tommy's 4th Street Barn Grill is open again for indoor dining. Check out Tommy's daily breakfast, lunch, and dinner specials. And if you're really into breakfast, it's served all day, every day. The Lounge at Tommy's has a full bar with TVs, pool tables, and Oregon lottery games. Stop by Tommy's 4th Street Barn Grill, a local area favorite for over 20 years, on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Okay, well, the perils of uh, flying solo, it never really works. Well, it does. But when things go wrong, your margins are very small. And I'm trying to get through to Kerry Eggers, and he's not answering. And then someone called on the other line. I thought that might be Kerry, and it wasn't. So if you're listening, sorry about that. I didn't mean to hang up, but I had to because I needed to continue doing this. Anyway, there's Kerry. Kerry, I am literally on the air right now answering this. If this is you, is this you, Kerry? Yeah. It is. Okay, thanks. I answered the phone one time when Petros Papadakis came on. This was years ago, just like this, without that warning, thinking he knew exactly what I was doing, and he didn't, and then he yeah. got really mad. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> it was a you know a comedic mad, but I just thought... Yeah, sorry, uh, I, I was just in the, in the bathroom. Yeah, so. no problem. I'm, I'm just flying solo, and uh, 
and had to come back and thought, okay, I'm going to answer this straight up, and it's Carrie. Well, anyway, Carrie Eggers joining me here on the program. Uh, Mike is flying as we speak over into Indianapolis. You know what's funny about this, Carrie, is that they're allowing all these guys to go over there and call play-by-play, but it's going to be no different than what we've seen at Gill Coliseum this year. They can be in the arena, but everything else is virtual. Um, virtual, oh yeah, virtual interviews and stuff. Strange times. In fact, uh, Nick Daschle did a really good article today kind of explaining some of the protocols. There's like a 98-page protocol page. Four people to an elevator at any one time. So if teams have meetings, they allow for extra time for that. Um, everybody on the in the in not only just on the team, but coaches and everybody have their own rooms. They are delivering food to them. And then as... I guess they'll relax that and let them have group stuff. Oh, and they're all on the same floor, too. Some of it you wonder, you wonder, Carrie, look, they've all passed the test. Okay, then if they've all passed the test, what's the point then of separating them out? I can I can see separating the group, given their own floor. Yeah, I guess the only thing they're thinking, John, is they can't be too careful. They don't want to have any slip-ups and... Did I read that Georgia Tech had some uh, already has some issues? I, I, you know, so they yeah. don't want to lose any teams to the tournament. I'm sure that's what they're thinking. Absolutely, absolutely. And Gino Oriema on the women's side, he tested positive before they even traveled out there. So that's kind of a kind of a weird deal. Kerry, what do you think about the coaching job that Wayne did th- this year? Is is this his best? Well, I, I think it, it certainly it's, it's the most unique for any of these coaches, but I, I think the way he navigated it and, and got them from point A to point B uh, is the best job he's done. Uh, you know, let, let's face it, the first half of the season, John, they weren't very good. I mean, they were okay. They, they weren't the worst team in the league like they were predicted to be, but very up and down, and, and especially – at the offensive end, uh, you know, and, and even defensively, they were only mediocre. But they came together. Uh, I, I think about midseason, and uh, and you know, I just think defense has been the, the biggest thing. He's, he, he played a lot of zone, but also, uh, you know, has played some man to man, especially in the Pac-12 tournament. I think the move for Jared Lucas uh, to start and, and bring Kalu off the bench was, yeah. uh, was a good one. Uh, Jared, you know, has just done a great job being the second banana, so to speak, behind Ethan Thompson, and so you know, and, and they've they've gotten good efforts from a lot of people. They, his depth is probably as good as anybody's in the league. For him to bring all that together, I think he deserves a lot of credit. You know, it's funny. Uh, by the way, all of what you just said is uh, very well chronicled in your latest article at CarrieEggers.com. Cool Hand Luke. Great stuff, as always. I mean, you're the best. But CarrieEggers.com, uh, um, for anybody, I want to direct people to your website. Um, I thought that the defense at the beginning of the year was terrible. I, it's safe to say that now because, because they're yeah. doing so well. And the defense got so much better very quickly, and I'm not sure what he told them because they did a lot of the old lay defense guys just flying right by them in the early games when they're losing to Portland and, and Wyoming, and then it just turned yeah. around and became fantastic. Yeah, it's been their calling card, which is unusual for Wayne. Seems to have some pretty good offensive teams, but uh, defense has not been their strength typically at Oregon State, at least, and so. Yeah, I mean, and when you when you're trying to win games 
on the road, uh, and then in, in, in the tournament, you know, and late in games. Defense is such an important thing. Uh, also, they have a, they're have they a very good free-throw shooting team, John, and I, I don't think that can be overstated how important that is at the end of a game. I love the way Jared Lucas ran for the ball and kept it mm-hmm. at the end of the Colorado game. It's a, it's a savvy play by him. Uh, you know, I don't know if the coaches get the credit for that or not because I just think he went out and got it himself. And that's what I love about Jared. He's got so much self-confidence, and, uh, you know, he it, it certainly paid off for him. There was a couple of shots that were ill-advised in uh, late in that game uh, from Jared where he's putting up these threes that are off balance with a guy draped all over him. But I, the, the shot clock was winding down. and but still, well, you, you know, John, yeah. let, me, let me interject there. I, I, I'm going to stand up for him on that. I, I, I think he feels like, you know, he's not getting enough help around from the other guys a lot of times when he takes a shot. And I agree with him. I mean, I, some of those shots he's hit, and he's missed some shots, too, that you say, oh, he shouldn't have taken. But he's also hit some shots with a shot clock just about at zero, and the rest of the team had not done anything to get themselves free. So uh, I thought they played well offensively against Colorado. That was good. Ethan Thompson needs to get off to that good start that he's had in the last two games for the Beavers to be in there against Tennessee. With no illusions of grandeur, what are your expectations then of what happens with Tennessee or or this weekend? Well, Tennessee is short, uh, and and they're short. They're six nine guy. I don't have his name in front of me, but you know, I had a got elbowed twice, and he had to have facial surgery. They don't know oh, if he'll yeah. be able to play. I yeah, I, I think he'll probably wind up playing with a mask, but you know how that is. You mm-hmm. never know how you're going to adjust to that. So their tallest starter, John, is six six. I mean, I, I would assume that, that Wayne's game plan is to go inside the guys like Alatiche and Silva and, and uh, Rodrigo Candela yeah. and, and work the middle and then play the inside-outside game with, with Ethan and, and, uh, and Jared. So, I, you know, I, I'm not saying that they're the favorite, but I think they've got a, a pretty decent chance, if, if they play well, to win the game. You know, I've looked over the roster for, you know, names and, and um, you know, where they're from. They've got some guys from, a, from across the seas. I didn't notice the height, so Fulkerson is who we're talking about. I didn't know he's 6'9", and, and he was the tallest at 6'9". Yeah, he's, he's the only guy. Now, they've got a transfer. Uh, there's a seven-footer from uh, Arizona State, and he played 17 minutes in yeah. that last game. And I have a feeling I, I wouldn't be stunned to see him start because they just could use some more size. But he, he hasn't played a lot this yeah. year, so he's not obviously a starter type. So we'll see what happens there. Kerry Eggers, my guest, for just a few more minutes on the uh, Joe Beaver Show. Are you sick? Am I getting you up when you should be sleeping off NyQuil? No, I got a little bit of a cold, but I'm I'm working through it. Okay, all right. You know, I don't want to be a, a bad host, if you will. Um, I just watched the other night, Kerry, <laughs> for the second time, but my wife is a big sports fan, but learning a lot of new things, hadn't seen it. The Battered Bastards of Baseball. And I thought of you... When they put that together, and I can't remember, it was Ken Wheeler and who the other gentleman Nick was. Nick Bertram. Yeah. Nick Bertram. Yeah. And I thought, well, where was Kerry during this time period, 73 through 78? What were you doing at that time? Well, I was at Oregon State for part of it, and okay. then I was at the Oregon Journal for part of it. And I actually lived downtown in the summer of 1975. When I graduated from Oregon State, I started at the Journal the next day. 
And uh, I remember riding my bike down. I was a couple blocks from the stadium, and I went to quite a few of those games. I never covered them, but I got to know Frank Peters, of course, who yeah. was the manager for a couple of those years, a player manager. And uh, I really enjoyed watching them play. They were a bunch of characters. Dave Blackford was a friend of mine. He was their third base coach for a couple of years. So uh, he's a Corvallis native. So, uh, yeah, they, they were a lot of fun to watch. And geez, a collection of characters like, no, no other. <laughs> it was it was fun to watch because just the the nuances of Portland and Portland leadership. You know, Faust is was a guy and always in the news, and he was their their lawyer. And then they won that lawsuit with uh, Major League Baseball that got him two hundred and six thousand dollars instead of two thousand dollars, which is what they wanted to offer. And uh, it's just a great thing. And and apparently that kind of got independent baseball back on the map they were down to one they were the only independent league team and then now there's several hundred or since then it's grown so bing russell did a lot for portland baseball just with that run didn't he he did and bing was a character too and of course kurt russell played one of the seasons with them and i went i I went to a data reunion gosh now it's been 10 12 years ago uh, at uh, downtown at uh, uh, what's the steakhouse downtown? I can't think of the name of it, but it was a great reunion. I went to it. Kurt was there. Some of the other guys I did a did a column on them, and and uh, they had a lot of fun playing together. They, like I said, uh, a collection of characters like you won't find very often. <laughs> All right, a um, couple more things because I haven't talked to you in a while. The the carryagers dot com. You're retired, and and it was just I couldn't believe it when you said you were retiring. But you know we all have to, I guess. You're doing this. How's it going? Is it is it for fun or is it uh, a monetary thing as well? Well, thanks for asking. No, I'm not. There's no monetary thing at all. Uh, I, I uh, you know I, I frankly Dave Wilson. I, I hooked up with him. He's a like an extraordinary uh, web designer in Salem, and he was interested in designing a website for me, which he did, and I encourage your listeners to go on. We have a lot of content there. Uh, w- there is a point where once I get done with this Jerome Kersey book, and it's, it's going to be a, maybe another couple months, then we will start getting sponsors and, and probably have a podcast or videocast series. And so that's that's what the idea was. It would be a place for that, but it's wound up being a place where I can weigh in on some things with the Beavers and Blazers and whatever else I want to write about, and this it's and then of course we've had some guest stuff with Jim Wilson and Ron Callen and Steve Brandon and some other people that it's been a lot of fun to, to do. Is it uh, as much work as it used to be? I mean, they also they always say, "Well, I'm working harder than I was when I was before retired." Yeah, there's some truth to that, John. <laughs> but but uh, you know, it, it it won't be that way all all the time, and and you know, there's just been. Like I wasn't, I was planning on just doing book stuff this week, and then lo and behold, here comes Oregon State's men's basketball team out of nowhere, and and then I, I just I'm I'm going to post a story with Scott Ruick. I taught, had a great conversation with him last night, uh, and that'll be posted either today or tomorrow on the website. Great, great stuff. All right, I'll let you go. You gotta. You got to get that uh, cold out of the way. Thanks for your time, Carrie. Love your stuff on the website. I'm a subscriber, and uh, we'll we'll chat when you uh, finish that book. I can't wait for that. And do you have other books in you? Because you have so many contacts and so many great stories from Portland area sports. Between you and Dwight, do you have more books in you beyond the Jerome Kersey book? 
Well, thank you for asking that, too. Yes, I do. I'm going to do a collection of my, quote, greatest hits, I guess you would say. I've already gathered about 200 stories through 45 years of sports writing in newspapers, and I'll tear that down and then put it together and update what happened after I wrote that story or also, in some cases, talk about how it came about. I think people will be surprised at some of the people that I've been fortunate enough to interview throughout throughout the years. Now, I, I look forward to that as well. All right, Kerry, thanks for your time. Get better, and we'll talk soon. Okay, thanks, Sean. All right, there you go. That's uh, Kerry Eggers, former longtime writer with the Oregon Journal, the Journal, the Oregonian, covering uh, Beaver sports. He had the Beaver beat for the uh, uh, the Pamplin uh, paper, which. I'm drawing a blank right now on and and uh, and just did a tremendous job. Great guy. All right, let me take a break. We'll come back right now. If you want to call, the phone number is 541-497-5356, 497-5356. I can line up a couple of calls and we can take them after the break. Uh, otherwise, I've got a few things to talk about here. And then in the next hour, we've got plenty of audio to play that uh, you haven't heard yet. So we'll do that coming up as well. Let's see, what's today? Wednesday? So we've got uh, tomorrow and then Friday. Friday's going to be a busy day. We've got, of course, basketball right at 1 o'clock with the pregame show right after the uh, the program. Josh Worden, by the way, will join me tomorrow and Friday. So we've got uh, the program right up to 1 o'clock. Then Mike Parker comes on with the pregame show for tip-off at 1.30 from Indianapolis. And then baseball later that night starting at 5 o'clock, and they'll both be on Joe. There's plenty of room for, for both of those games. If there's anything going on um, on Saturday, with, uh, of course there wouldn't be because the women don't play till Sunday and the men would play Sunday, so that would be the busy day. Um, kind of weird deal, too, you know, with all these years of March Madness where you expect a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing, and now it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday which is going to mean a lot of uh, uh, crossover with the women's games. But that's a great thing. I was going to ask Kerry. I forgot to ask him about it. I think it was Kerry's tweet who said that there's never been a time when Oregon State men and women and Oregon men and women, all four programs, have been in the NCAAs at the same time. They've been in dip, you know, different tournaments. In fact, back in 2016, when both Oregon and Oregon State men were in the tournament, and so were the women. Oregon was in the NIT, the WNIT. So uh, I think Kerry was the one. I, I forgot to ask him about that and uh, if he had researched that or if he just knew that it's never happened before. So this is uh, quite a time uh, where here in the state for the four programs, but, of course, we, we care about the two and uh, the women playing at 4.30 on Sunday. All right, let me uh, take a break. We'll come back, take your phone calls and your, your texts on the University Honda text line right after this time out on 1240 Joe Radio. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eaves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. So if you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group. 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. Did you know that the Natty Dresser is the area's premier suit and tuxedo provider? 
We have a nice selection of suits in stock from Hart Schaffner Marks and Baroni Couture. We are also the area's expert tuxedo and suit rental shop. We can fit guys from 5T to size 60 long. Weddings, proms, and business interviews. We are here for all the important moments of your life. The Natty Dresser, purveyors of quality menswear, open Monday through Saturday at our new location on the corner of 2nd and Broad Alban in the heart of historic downtown Albany. Did you know that the Natty Dresser is the area's premier suit and tuxedo provider? We have a nice selection of suits in stock from Hart Schaffner Marks and Baroni Couture. We are also the area's expert tuxedo and suit rental shop. We can fit guys from 5T to size 60 long. Weddings, proms, and business interviews. We are here for all the important moments of your life. The Natty Dresser, purveyors of quality menswear, open Monday through Saturday at our new location on the corner of 2nd and Broad Alban in the heart of historic downtown Albany. All right, the phones did ring. We'll get to that here. Uh, Mark, thank you for, for the email. The Portland Tribune. Of course it's the Portland Tribune. Um, boy, look at that. Someone just called, and I can't get him because I'm talking. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this. I'm going to put it on hold and then come to this line that I just put on hold after my first call, and hopefully it'll work out and I'll talk to him on the air live. But this one I know because I just answered it offline. It's uh, Oregon State head football coach Jonathan Smith. So you're just driving through town and uh, you wanted to chime in on basketball? Well, yeah, man. I was driving to an appointment, and uh, basketball's going on. You're talking about it. It's, it's exciting. Pretty it? cool. I mean, for both programs to, you know, to be doing so well. Obviously, the men with that run in the tournament. You know, I think our women can beat anybody in the country. So yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's exciting times looking forward to these games. It's fun, isn't it, when you're in a program? I mean, you guys, you, you interact with, I mean, I'm sure, don't you have, like, meetings where every coach is in the meeting at one time, uh, at least once a month or or anything like that, so you all, you all know yeah. each other? We do. We uh, you know Nowadays, we gather over Zoom. We used to do it in person about once a month. Yeah. Um, and we got some big-time head coaches in the program. I mean, I'm looking at a, our soccer programs, both of them doing so well. Yeah. We were getting done in wrestling with Chris being new, and, and, and obviously our, our basketball coaches are top of the line, and, and they're fun, good people to be around, let alone being really good at you know, coaching their sport. You love baseball. I, you go to a lot of the games, don't you? I do. I wish we can get in there to go. I know some more. Shoot, I'm I'm hoping next couple of weeks at least let some people around to to watch that because you know how that is. Goss, the weather starts getting better. Baseball program's really good. The crowd makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. At home, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Shoot, my kids love getting, getting foul balls and chasing those down. It's part of the great part of spring in Corvallis. If you if you make your way in, I don't know how you talk your way in. I, I It's weird to think I can be there and you can't. But if you get in there, don't hesitate to stop by the booth because I'm covering again this weekend. Obviously, Doc uh, Parker is over in Indy. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's great. You're doing a good job with it, man. I've been listening. We've got the streaming going on, too. So you yeah. listen to kind of watching it there. and Yeah. Uh, it's a good thing that Mike's out in Indianapolis. Hopefully he's out there for, for a while. Isn't it weird that he's going all the way out there and the protocols stay the same? You, they have to interview through Zoom and all of that. And, and But it's better to be in the venue and see it. I'm telling you, Jonathan, when we do these games off of a screen, it's it's really hard. Baseball's really hard because the cameras aren't very good on some of these streams and they don't follow the ball. And then the graphics, they don't put balls and strikes up. And it's yeah. a real challenge. Baseball or basketball and football is a little easier because all the action is happening in one spot. And Mike started it all with football. He didn't get to go 
uh, on any of your road trips this last fall. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember that part. It's got to be difficult because you think about baseball. There is, I mean, stuff that's going on in the dugout, let alone the bullpen, uh, down the lines, you know, and the ball off the bat can go anywhere compared to where, you know, in football you can zoom in and where we're snapping it, and oftentimes we're handing it to a back, and you can follow that pretty easy. Did you play baseball? Did you play any other sport when you were in high school? Oh, yeah, I played baseball. Um, I loved it. It was actually really my favorite sport, and had thoughts of playing in college. I actually talked to Pat Casey when I was in high school. How about that? He, he part of the recruiting a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I kind of wish I would have tried it. I, I don't know if I could have played at this level. Yeah. But I just, I did enjoy, I pitched, felt comfortable on the mound, but also enjoyed practice and shagging balls and batting <laughs> practice. And the, just the vibe of playing baseball was awesome. Yeah, they should have the equivalent of, Noon ball uh, for baseball because <laughs> noon ball was a thing back at in, twenty years ago. We would play noon ball over at Gill and all the administrators. I remember guarding Bob yeah. DeCarolis playing basketball. <laughs> they should do that for baseball so we can get in the cage. Yeah, we uh, might have to play softball like soft toss. Yeah, but, you know, uh, for me where I'm at physically right now, but <laughs> it would be fun. Um, well, you know, while I've got you, let's let me ask you a couple of questions. Um, this last fall. The scramble to get it put together, did you get a lot out of it? Do you think collectively the rest of your, your colleagues and everybody says, okay, that, it was seven games, it was, it was worth it for continuity of playing games, or would it have been better to skip the year? No, it was definitely worth it. I mean, it was definitely hard. Um, it was different. Um, a lot of work went into being able to actually practice and play. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just talking about our players, our from our administration side to our medical staff to the testing, the protocols. It was, it was hard on everybody. Um, but we, we did. We got to play seven games. Um, I think that helps our program. We got to play and practice each of those weeks, so all of our players got to continue to develop. Um, so I wouldn't do it any different. I'm glad we, we did it. Um, I'm just hoping that it's a little bit back to a, yeah. a normal season this fall where you run out of the, the locker room and get a fan base and energy in the stadium and and play all 12. Uh, I'm looking forward to that this fall. I can't wait. We're taking our, our pregame show, our tailgate show, on the road to West Lafayette. <laughs> that, right. that, that'll be great. I love the, the home and homes. I know, you know, with, with some of these bigger, you know, Power 5 conference games, I know it's out of your control. You have to work with the athletic director and, and everything. If you had your complete voice on this, and it wasn't such a big machine that ADs run it, would you like... What what would be a, a a formula? Would it be Power Five, mid level, and and uh, FCS? Is that how right. you do your you know, three it's games? Yep, yep. It's an interesting question because it is the scheduling thing is not simple, and a lot of it needs to get locked in to ten years down the road. I yeah. mean, I had a conversation with Scott last week talking about 2029, 2030 <laughs> on scheduling. Um, ideal for me would be playing home games in Reacher Stadium. Yeah, I know that. Uh, that that is something that um, and we do. We got two great home games, non conference wise, coming up this year against Hawaii and Idaho, and and it is fun to go to a place like Purdue, where you know we don't travel over there that much. We don't have a bunch of connections or, of a, a new experience for our players, um, and then obviously get them back in a few years to our place. So I like the schedule. Um, I do like playing at Research Stadium, and so if I had to 
if I had all the answers, I'd be playing at home every non-conference game. That's a good one. I wish we had more time. I really appreciate the impromptu call. See, I will. I don't want to put you up on a pedestal and say, let's talk all football. No, you called for other stuff, and we got it in, so I, I appreciate your take. Well, I've enjoyed it. I haven't been on the whole hour here, but you've been talking about you know, like <laughs> basketball, and I do. I just think our programs, you look across the board athletically right now, everybody's playing, so everyone is super busy. Yeah. And we're having some real success. I mean, watching, like I'm saying, soccer, what we've done in cross-country, yeah. basketball programs, baseball's going, you know, it uh, it's a fun time for, for the Beavs and anxious to be able to get Beaver fans back in to see these sports. Great stuff. Thanks, Jonathan. Okay, John, right. have a good one. Talk soon. That's Jonathan Smith. That was an impromptu call. I'm going to go to the phone and say, hi, who's this? This is Reynolds. Hey, Reynolds, I got less than a minute. I was, I, I just, I had to keep Jonathan on as long as I could. No, he's money. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just going to comment a little bit on what you guys were speculating yesterday about why basketball is so predominant in Indiana. Hey, hey, can you, to, hey, let me interrupt you. I have less than a minute. Can you either hold over or call back in five minutes? Because I, want, I have other questions for you about wrestling. Okay. okay. Yeah, I can hold over. Okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Oh, I just cut him off. Sorry, Reynolds. I just cut you off. My, I, I couldn't see the button. I hit, I hit drop instead of hold. So call back, but just wait and call after the news, and that way you can uh, uh, take your time um, and not have to hold on the line. That's Reynolds wrestled here, and uh, great guy, great guy. I look forward to that conversation. Okay, uh, Jonathan Smith calling in impromptu. That was nice. Um, talking a little uh, hoops and cross. He's right. We forgot about golf. Uh, golf is doing tremendous as well. All right. My thanks to Kerry Eggers in that first hour, Wade Meckler. We got an hour to go. Either your phone calls or a lot of audio you haven't heard yet. Roll tape, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240. Joe Radio. I'm Jim Chesko with your money now. If you're struggling to organize all of your tax return papers, good news, you now have more time to get it together. The Internal Revenue Service is extending the tax filing deadline by a month to May 15th instead of April 15th. Thanks to some nasty winter weather and material shortages that hindered builders, February housing starts tumbled 10.3% from the previous month, a temporary setback for a market that's been very strong over the last several months otherwise. MarketWatch says the backlog of single-family homes that have been authorized to be built but not yet started rose to 121,000, the highest level since 2007. U.S. stocks have turned higher now. The S&P 500 up 12 points and in record territory. The Dow Industrial is up 184. The Nasdaq has turned positive. Also, it is up 54 points. Crowd strike out with quarterly results that beat estimates on both the top and bottom lines. Revenue of nearly $265 million and adjusted profit of 13 cents. Shares of the software company up 4.8%. That's your money now. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It, it was, was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, 
Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have you? Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eaves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. So if you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group. 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. Did you know that the Natty Dresser is the area's premier suit and tuxedo provider? We have a nice selection of suits in stock from Hart Schaffner Marks and Baroni Couture. We are also the area's expert tuxedo and suit rental shop. We can fit guys from 5T to size 60 long. Weddings, proms, and business interviews. We are here for all the important moments of your life. The Natty Dresser, purveyors of quality menswear, open Monday through Saturday at our new location on the corner of 2nd and Broad Alban in the heart of historic downtown Albany. This is Matt Vaskersian with today's little-known legend of sports. A check of the baseball record book shows that an infielder named Lonnie Fry had a total of only 61 home runs in his 14-year Major League career, but one of those homers was arguably the most unusual in the history of the sport. The memorable long ball occurred back in 1941 when Fry was a star second baseman for the Reds and Cincinnati was facing the Dodgers at Ebbets Field. Fry had a towering drive to right that hit the screen above the right field wall, proceeding to drop straight down and come to rest on the top of the wall, 19 feet above the playing field. As fans and players alike stared at the ball like it was Humpty Dumpty waiting to fall, a quick-thinking Fry sped around the bases for an inside-the-park home run that was ruled perfectly legal by the game's umpiring crew. Lonnie Fry was never known as a power hitter, but with that one unusual home run back in 1941, he qualifies today as a little-known legend of sports. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Okay, class, let's bump it up to nine! Come on, Limu, keep pedaling. We gotta build our endurance to let more people know that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Pick up the pace, bird legs! Hey! Don't talk to Limu like that! I'm not, I'm talking to you! Liberty, 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 Liberty! Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. Receive a $5 rebate by trading up any non-contact thermometer toward an Exergen temporal scanner purchased at any retailer. With COVID continuing to spread, nothing matters more than having an accurate thermometer that's backed by more than 80 published peer-reviewed clinical studies like the Exergen temporal scanner. Even after getting the COVID vaccine, you should be monitoring for fever to make sure you are protected. Keep your family and yourself safe by trading up your non-contact thermometer for an accurate temporal scanner and a $5 rebate from Exergen, where accuracy matters. Details at Exergen.com. Come gather around people wherever you roam For the times we are changing Everywhere things are changing Things will change Something's changing, 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 changing Changes in my attitudes, changes in attitudes It's true. Everywhere things are changing. <gasps> changing. Changing. Oh. But even as Beaver football enters a new era, 
from an old temple these chains, yeah. to a new tempo. Here we come a letter number 29 in. What are you going to give? 25 to give 30 now. Five. In the world of the Joe Beaver Show, it's still John Warren. Well, I heard he speaks eight languages. And on top of everything else, holds a degree in medicine as well as law. He's very attractive. And Mike Parker, director of Woody Repartee. Hello. 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 So the more things change, changing, changing, changing. the more they remain the same. Hi, diddle, diddle, Captain the Fiddle. This time I think we go through the middle. Hi. Well, I'll see you later, and uh, we'll have another little conversation. It's the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Yeah, going back in time, a little memory right there uh, <laughs> with... With that one. All right, welcome back. Here we go. Hour number two of the Joe Beaver Show. I'm John Warren. Mike Parker is on his way. He was this morning. It's he. No, he told me he wasn't going to get in until about 10 o'clock Eastern time, 7 o'clock hour time here uh, as far as his travels go. So Doc will be over there. We'll talk with him tomorrow and get a lay of the land and what it's like in Indianapolis. And I've been there once. So, uh, but we'll get a we'll get a lay of the land with Mike and to go to the phones because they rang, and as soon as they stop ringing during commercial breaks, I'll come back with audio. So if I go to a commercial break and no one calls, then we'll come back with audio. But uh, it's always you, the listener, on our downward dog phone line at five four one four nine seven five three five six. And Dave is on the line. And Dave, I haven't yet checked the. Uh, the Twitter, or I'm sorry, the da 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 going to have any sales for next year's season tickets. Jeff asked me a question about that. I don't know. I haven't heard, but I'll look into it. Dave from Tumwater, how you doing? Good, John. Uh, uh, thanks for taking my call. A couple things, John. First of all, am I the only guy that thinks that Carrie Eggers sounds like uh, Jim Wilson? I mean, they almost have the same tonal <laughs> quality, the same kind of depth of pitch. I mean, has that thought ever popped into your mind or is that just um no it hasn't it hasn't been since you bring it up i i can see the similarities now keep in mind he's got a cold right now but as far as the 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 formulation of the words yeah i I can see that well i'm not necessarily referring to his vocabulary but he just got (laughs) i just it just struck me being phenomenal at the kind of same tonal quality so I, i just had to call in um you know I, I say things from time to time that annoy people and bother people, but but I just it's such a compliment to you and the program that, that Coach Smith just kind of called in. I mean, did I hear you? He just kind of called yeah. in because he thought it would be a good day to call. Is that what happened? He was just out driving to an appointment and heard heard me and wanted to call in and talk about the other programs. See that that's. Dominic will like what I'm about to say because Dominic gets on me about this because I don't I don't understand Corvallis and its attributes. <laughs> that speaks so high. <laughs> that's true. That, that's one of our little byplays. Yeah. Um, that speaks so highly of the Corvallis community. I mean, the best the best college town in the Pac-12. That just speaks heart and soul right to that phenomenon. And I've seen Coach Smith at baseball, and this is just a little little idiosyncrasy of mine. I've seen him at Goss Stadium, and 
John, as a fan, I just loved seeing coaches of other programs yes. in the mix, in the crowd, mixing up with people out on banners, getting a, a, yeah. a, a beverage or whatever it might be, having a hot dog. I just love this. I don't know what it is. I couldn't explain the psychology. Make some, I need someone well, smarter. To, but I just love seeing that. And, and the best one in that regard is Wayne Tinkle. I'm an agnostic as to how good a coach he is because that was my one and only basketball call mm-hmm. earlier in the week. Yeah. But I've never seen another coach more prone because he stands out in the crowd. But Coach Tinkle's the best of the bunch when, you, when it comes to seeing him at other oh, program events. There's no doubt about it. He he loves the kids. He loves the school. He he knows what's smart and and. He's very good at that. Jonathan's really good at that, too. He goes to a lot of baseball games. He's smaller in stature than Wayne, so, you know, maybe harder to find if it was in a a crowded uh, stadium for any of the other sports. But, you know, it's funny when when you're at baseball, especially if you're sitting above the concourse, you can see everybody walking through. Uh, that concourse. In fact, if you go to a game and you're somebody, you don't want to want to be known that you're there. Don't go because <laughs> Parker will call you out. Mike will always say to, um, I'm going to put this call on hold and put it on hold. Okay. Whoever I just put on hold, you can hear me now. I just did that. All right. So anyway, um, yeah, he'll call you out. Like there are times when I'll leave a baseball game early and I just, I have to go, or I want to beat the crowd, and there's still an inning or two left. Well, John Warren is getting up and exiting the building. I'm like, I don't I don't want people to know that. You know, or he'll see people, well, here comes Wayne Tinkle, here comes, uh, you know, and he'll say, here comes Dave from Tumwater, even though he's he's talking to a uh, a statewide audience, he'll do that all, all, the, all as well. So for anybody out there who's, you know, you, you told your wife you're going somewhere else, or your husband or whoever, and you don't want to be outed, be careful, because if Mike knows who you are, he's going to mention your name. Yeah, I've heard Mike. Uh, I've heard, people have told me that Mike has mentioned seeing me walk, and it's kind of like walking through somebody's front yard because <laughs> you're only 20, 20 feet away. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can, you can hail him with a voice. Say you're, uh, and I'll wrap up because I've only got somebody on hold, but uh, your conversation with Coach Smith, I went to look. West Lafayette is actually closer to Indianapolis than it is Chicago. Huh. So I'm thinking uh, I, I'm, that's a little lo- – I mean, I, I've driven to Omaha for a College World Series with my buddy Scott. You know, a lot of other people out there have uh, listening. But uh, that's a long way to drive. I'm thinking uh, they're letting fans in, and I hope they are. That might be – Indianapolis is a great air. That's a Wonderful airport, John. Yeah. Uh, great car rental capability. So I'd encourage people to think about flying into Indianapolis and then driving northwest less than an hour. It looks from my atlas. Paul would know up to uh, West Lafayette. So yeah. glad to hear you might be going to that. Oh, absolutely. Doug and I have already talked about it, and we're going to take the, the show on the road and do it from uh, the hotel and then go to the game. Um, Kim will go, and we'll just have fun. I can't wait. I mean, think about Think about how much people are going to travel once it starts. Now, by then, it'll be, you know, several months in. But, you know, things are starting to get better, and things are going to start to open up. And, you know, any of the major parks or resorts or anything, they're going to be packed with people saying, I got to get out of here, and have saved a lot of money because there wasn't anywhere else to go. So um, by then, I'm hoping it'll be calmed down, and it'll be easy to get to West Lafayette. I can see that in my athletic club. There's more and more because it's just more people every week. So you're right. People are 
springtime weather helps get people out. So anyway, John, just wanted to call in, share a few yeah. thoughts. Always good to chat with you. We'll talk soon, I hope. Thanks, Dave. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. That is Dave from Tumwater. Let's go to the calls. <laughs> Hi, who's this? You're on the air live. Hey, John, this is Reynolds calling oh, back. Okay. Uh, boy, yeah. I don't know if I could follow either of those two individuals, uh, <laughs> both the coach as well as Dave from Tumwater. Well, but, uh, you can, you can. Well, uh, part of the conversation that occurred yesterday is why the prowess of uh, Indiana basketball. Yeah, and yeah. I'd be curious to pepper Dave because he's a historian, but uh, I come from rural roots. Uh, I studied agriculture at the university. And uh, the cooperative model of how the, the rural farm co-ops were established as well as kind of Fair, mm-hmm. the checkerboard square of Indiana, the surveys, uh, every mile on the mile, there's a county road, a section line, a township line. Mm. And I think it just rolls back to kind of that hot stove mentality that in the winter, their chores were shut down. The counties rallied around one another. And if you were a county champion, you those were the same people you would see at the farmers meetings, you would see at the county fair. And then the sense of community, and then as it would roll forward to go from a county champion to a section champion, and they didn't have the media distraction. So they would do their chores, it would get dark at night, and then the community would rally around what the high school was doing. And so that's why I think it just kind of evolved, and I think some proper coaching, and then the momentum of rural farm boys advancing and kind of the same thing with wrestling in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, and there's not the barriers. If you look at the state of Oregon and yes, Bell Fountain had their run similar to Hickory. Right. But, uh, but if you look at Oregon, you've got Pendleton that's all the way across, across the state where it's not the, the County, the sections, every mile on the mile, there's a road. Um, so it's just different. And I think that time and place in Americana fits it totally well and and the movies you guys were referring to with indiana kind of the heart of america that is what indiana is so yeah and i'll paraphrase an email i got just to kind of uh, piggyback on what you're saying that that i guess james naismith went to indiana back in the early 1900s and saw how popular basketball was and then he declared at that point again paraphrasing a text or an email that we got on the subject so I could be completely butchering it but he got the idea right then and there and declared that Indiana was the was really the home of basketball even though he he did it in Springfield Illinois um but uh that Indiana was the the birth and place of of real basketball in America because of how popular it was in just a few years after he invented it, when he saw the crowds that were coming out for these these high school games that were going on, or any game, really. Yeah, it, totally. And then I also want to, uh, the homage that Dave was talking about with uh, the support that all the programs give, as you know, I'm heavily committed to the wrestling program. Yeah. But uh, the other varsity coaches come to the wrestling matches, uh, and other coaches go to the other uh, games, and even the athletes sit together at the football game, which is right in front of where our season tickets Good, good. Uh, Yeah. And in that uh, tinkle in the middle of his season, he's going to another sports event 
when he could be doing game prep and, yeah. you know, greater things. But that shows the commitment and the fabric of the OSU committee, or community, the OSU family. I was just going to and say, then, I was just going to say to Dave, I, I'm glad you reminded me of this. I forgot to bring this up with him, but I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up with you, that we, there have been coaches, whether it be at Oregon State or anywhere else, use your imagination, with an us-against-the-world mentality where they come in and they put a – a proverbial, not literal, fence around their program, and sometimes literal if it's football or whatever, and say it's us against the world, nobody cares, they don't like us, and they don't think we can win. Well, I'm telling you, Reynolds, that never, never works, and I've seen it tried. That attack never works. So if there's any young coaches out there, the better coaches and the better programs are when you're open and you are out there in the community, and Jonathan Smith is so good at that. Absolutely. And then I also wanted to give credit. uh, What a time for OSU athletics uh, with all of the sports performing at the level they are, and then uh, wrestling's occurring the next three days starting tomorrow. And uh, I'm excited for uh, the boys that we have going back. There's some potential for All-American status, which – uh, would not be a leap. They're, they would just be performing at where they should be at. But this COVID year has been such a disruption. And uh, and even in spite of COVID, the, the rally amongst the alumni and the boosters and the supporters of wrestling is elevated in the state. So we're excited to see what the next phase is. And then the young men that are coming in as recruits as well as uh, strengthening uh, the, the the wrestlers that were part of Coach uh, Zaleski's era. Hey, Reynolds, well. do you have time for two quick questions? Absolutely. Why St. Louis? Uh, well, uh, a number of reasons. They're going to these mega stadiums uh-huh. uh, and selling it out. In fact, the NCA wrestling with the seven different sessions that they have, yeah. they're, they're, they're sellouts, and uh, so they're it's not just being held. Back in 88, the Gill Coliseum hosted the national tournament. Wow. Which now, it's these 20,000-seat venues, mm-hmm. and, and they're sold out through the whole uh, scenario. So it's been in Pittsburgh, it's been in St. Louis, it's been in Cincinnati, and it's all these mega arenas, if you will, that are hosting it. Okay. Uh, St. Louis put a bid in and got it. So, okay, okay. Uh, I was just wondering if there it, was a... They do a great show there. And uh, there was some analysis that was done that showed how, of all the championship sports, wrestling generates uh, not as much as the revenue sports, but the other Olympic sports, wrestling generates more revenue because they have seven sessions throughout the tournament. Okay, now the next question, and uh, we, we don't have time to go through all four of the guys, but... We had Devin Turner on last week, and I just I love that kid, and I, I'm just wondering about him. How, how did why did he make such a big leap between his sophomore and junior years, as far as total number of wins? I mean, it was a, a huge, huge jump. What do you think he did in that time period to go from uh, I think it was ten wins to twenty nine wins, and then and then uh, uh, going to nationals? Yeah. yeah I'm... The margin for uh, separation at the elite athletes level is so thin, and and Jonathan Smith can talk about it. That 
we've got athletes can do it. And it's just a matter of that mental game. And when that mental game clicks, uh, everybody back away. And I've seen it time and time again within the, the sport of wrestling where somebody the year before had a losing record, and then the next year they go undefeated. And, and it could just be the mental barrier is, oh, I'm a sophomore. I'm not supposed to win until I'm a junior-senior. Yeah, then yeah. you become a junior, and the light switch goes on. You're like, okay, now's the time. I, I told myself all along I'm going to do it now. And, and that is so true in so many different aspects of our lives. And that's what Coach Pendleton is teaching is that uh, we got to do the right things, and when we do the right things – great things will happen. And that goes everything from, and then you quoted John Wooden quite a bit in the past couple of days. Yeah. John Wooden was about that. The first thing he'd teach him how to do is put on their socks and tie their shoes. Yep. Literally. You do this, you do this right. You won't get any blisters. You don't get any blisters. You'll be able to perform at your best ability. Yeah. It's... And, and most fundamentals and, and the mental side. So Devin Turner, even as a freshman would take these nationally ranked kids right to the brink and then, subside and then last year you know last year he was going into the tournament and ranked number eight this year with the limited amount of competitions and not seeing the guys on the east side he's ranked lower than where he should be Mm -hmm. but he gets back there he gets on a roll puts things together some of the adversity he's had to go overcome and uh and great young man and the willits brothers uh tremendous and even I would tell the listeners is to look up Rick Willits. It, their father is a, a national accomplished brass artist, sculptor artist, huh. and uh, tremendous man, tremendous family, tremendous young young men, and uh, and the list goes on with the other athletes that are part of the team that could be compared to and talked about. But no, and I think it's just the fabric of the OSU community and. And, and the culture that all of the coaches put together. You look at Scott Ruick and what he did. Coach Tinkle should be the coach of the year. You know, the list could go on and on. The yep. soccer programs that are performing, the gymnastics. Um, but anyhow, John, great show. Yep, thanks, Ronald. Thanks for the call. Great stuff. Didn't know that about Hunter Willett's, uh, you know, father. That's I love those little tidbits. That is great stuff. And I know he had to go. I, every every time uh, we have, I have conversation with people, I... I listen, and there's there's <laughs> there's more questions that I have. Someone's calling. Okay, I'm going to take a risk and put you on the air straight. You're on the air. Who's this? This is Casey. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What do you want to talk about? That was a great win against Colorado, wasn't it? That was a great win against Colorado, and it was uh, especially great because Colorado had beaten the Beavers twice before. Yeah. Are you going to watch the game uh, this weekend, all the games? Yeah. Good stuff. Hey, thanks for calling in. I need to take a break. All right, 497-5356. Now would be the time to call. I really don't want to do the answer live on the air thing because you never know. It's it's a scary thing, but it's worked out so far. I just don't want to keep doing it. All right, 497-5356. This is the Joe Beaver Show. I'm John Warren. Mike is on his way to Indiana. And I just, it's Wednesday. I need Thursday and Friday to get here because tomorrow UCLA and Michigan State play in the, the first four.
the play-in, and I can't wait to see that just because it's it's tournament time. We missed the NCAA tournament last year. Can you believe that? The women were going to get a I, – I were, was hoping and thinking they were going to get a home bid and to host the first couple of rounds and then work their way to, uh, to Portland. And I know down the road they had big expectations, and it just all came to a crashing halt. And it was just awful. But it's back, and they're doing it, and it's great. So uh, I'm just excited about about it all getting started tomorrow. I'll miss, I won't miss the Beaver game on Friday, but I'll miss the rest of the night's basketball, and then Saturday and Sunday, too, with baseball. But that's great, too. We've got baseball coming up this weekend against Washington State. We had Wade Meckler on in the first hour. He was fantastic. Wasn't he great? Great kid. So all of that coming up. Okay, I'll take a break. Uh, Happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you, and we'll come back with more of the Joe Beaver Show here on 1240 Joe Radio. Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Go Beavs. If your RV or trailer is sitting in storage or out in the rain this winter, let Garrity pay you cash for your rig. Cash for Campers means no more storage and no more worries. My name is Bo and I live in Cottage Grove. Cash for Campers put over $10,000 in my pocket. We were waiting until summer to sell our trailer, but Guarantee gave us cash right now. Garrity will give you $500 if we can't beat any Oregon dealer's written offer on your late model RV in good condition. My name is Jessica and I live in Springfield. Thanks to Guarantee, we no longer have a monthly storage bill and we have more than enough money to remodel our kitchen trailers fifth wheels toy haulers motorhomes they all qualify for cash for campers i'm paul uh we've been stuck at home for about nine months now guarantee made it really easy for us no hassles they came and picked up our fifth wheel at our house and delivered our check text rv for me to 55678 for special offers or visit guarantee.com that's rv the number four me to 55678 guarantee rv is here to help you put cash in your pocket. OSU Beaver football alum Randy Holmes is happy to announce that Angry Beaver Grill is open for dine-in Tuesday through Sunday from 3 to 10 p.m. with happy hour specials from 3 to 5. Get the favorites including Angry Beaver's choice flat iron steak or salmon dinner, Reuben and French dip sandwiches, burgers, and the Gables recipe, chicken bisque soup and garlic croutons. Take in MLB and NBA action on the 22 big screens or relax in Angry Beaver's newly expanded outdoor seating area. Support local at Angry Beaver Grill on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Locally owned and operated for over 30 years, Corvallis Floor Covering would like to thank their many friends and customers for your continued support and looks forward to working with you on your next remodeling project. Stop by and see Wendy, Robin, or Brian and check out their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, vinyl, laminate, tile, wood floorings, and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beeves. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be... 
Yeah, that is fine. We'll uh, hold off on any of those because we get enough of them throughout the day. Welcome back to the uh, program. Never left. We just heard from our fine sponsors. And we go to the phones to Paul now at 497-5356. Paul, welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. Hey, John. Sorry, you got to go solo today. What happened to old Josh? I was hoping he'd be there today. Oh, he's busy. He's busy. But uh, I can handle it. It's all fine. It's It's fun. It's been a lot of fun. Well, tell him to, to get on the, the text line if you can see my text. I, you know, I think you guys got me talking that text line because I never hear you answer or talk about the text Well, line. you know what? At, tell me what you texted just now because uh, I've only seen a text from Jeff um, in the last few minutes of this show and then Susie before that at 8.52 in the morning. Did you text something just now on the University Honda text line? No, I texted yesterday. I texted about uh, uh, how to, to send me the link. Josh knows how to send the link. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. For the, the bracket. I'll look for that to see to make sure it came through. But, um, no, we don't have you blocked. Okay. We just ignore you. I'll text. <laughs> I'll text. I'll text you again so that then you got my phone number on yeah. the text line. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I kid. Yeah, I, I kid. Yeah, I see Wayne Tinkle at the baseball games all the time. He's really easy to spot. <laughs> yeah. In fact, um, like I was telling uh, Dave, and I was telling Dave. Uh, one, you know, how Mike calls everyone, oh, there's Paul, there's uh, Wayne, and oh, here comes so-and-so. One time Wayne got up to leave early, and and uh, Mike called him out for leaving early, and Wayne got on him about it. Later. He goes, thanks a lot, what are you doing calling me out like that? <laughs> and it was all in good fun, but it's like, oh, man, I can't leave now, or Parker's going to call me out on the radio. Well, Wayne probably had things to do. He's busy. I mean, and I've noticed Jonathan having to leave, too, with his kids. But sure. it's not because he wants to leave. It's because he has to. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's got things to do. And it doesn't mean you're not interested in not supporting the team. They, it's good that they're there at all because, I mean, think about it. The coaches, especially, well, not all of them. The coaches have so little time in their day and their year. So if if most of their time needs to go to their sport and recruiting and all that, then the next part of the time should and does go to the family and the kids. So you don't want to, you know, you don't want to get in the way of that. Right. And a really great example of that is how, how they recruited the basketball team recruited this year and what has happened. I mean, that's a great example of the work that the coaches and assistant coaches put in to get the right people here. Yeah, and and that's really what it's all about, is making sure you get the right people because you can be the greatest coach in the world but without the without the horses, but then you can have the greatest talent in the world, but you need the good coach to be able to mold that and, uh, and turn it around. Um, there was something I had already asked, and I wanted to ask you your thoughts about it. Oh, what did you think about my premise that the coaches that have the us against the world uh nobody likes us including the people here in town and all of that that never works it never ever works and i've seen that happen a couple of times oh yeah no it it never works i think gary anderson is a good example of that i think he closed practices but 
uh, you know, you, that, that can't work. You've got to have the support of the community or, or it's never going to work. Well, and you're right, it was Gary Anderson, and it was more than just closing practices. I mean, that's one thing. I, I, I get that, although a lot of coaches have their practices open. We got spoiled by first um, uh, Mike Riley, then Dennis kept him open, and then Mike came back and we had him open. I get that. Um, but but just kind of a nev- – you never, ever would see them or their assistants – in the in the grocery store or in the community anywhere, I had a I had a, a visit with a couple of assistant coaches one time during a trip, and they had no clue about the great history of Oregon State of a particular Oregon State sport. <clears throat> Let me just put it that way, and I just thought, you know. <laughs> You don't need to know this to succeed here, but if you did know it, it's an intangible that might help you in the recruiting process. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. You to, Gosh, you got to go back and get, I mean, like, you need somebody like a Mike Parker who knows every movie from the 1940s forward, you know? <laughs> you need somebody that, that has that kind of knowledge of the, of the program you're starting to, you know, that you're uh, leading. Yeah, or or... You know, if you're coming from, let's say, out of the area, <laughs> coming from out of the area to coach a program, why wouldn't you go to the library? Why wouldn't you ask? Why wouldn't you look for every little tidbit about the program? Like Mike was describing Bill Walton doing for for every broadcast. You know, now how is this? Is it Mary River or Mary's River? Is it this or that? You know, a coach should do that if you're being hired to take over a program. You want to know everything so you can, in, in, you know, um, you know, insert yourself into the community and let them know. Look, I I want to be a part of this community, and then the community will feel that and want to be a part of your team. But that's why the us against the world thing, man, it never works. It never works. You're right. You're right, John. All right, Paul. Uh, Text me so I can see your number on there. All right. Thanks. All right. That's Paul. And uh, see what time is it? 34. Let's listen right now real quick to some of uh, Coach Scott Ruick's post-game, or not post-game, but uh, post-selection show Monday thoughts, the reaction first to – you know, being in the tournament and then conversation about Florida State and a few other things. I've only heard about the first three minutes of this. So, and I won't play the whole thing. It's, well, maybe. No, I don't have time for the whole thing. It's about 14 minutes long. But let's listen in on Coach Ruick. We've talked a lot about men. We've talked a lot about both the men and the women, but we haven't heard yet from Coach Ruick. Well, I mean, it's great to see your name up there. You know, and like uh, you've said and others, you know, a month and a half ago, you know, the the tournament looked a little bit bleak, um, you know, but since then this team's played um, as well as most teams in the country if, um, with, with very few exceptions. And, and so, um, you know, you figure, you know, no matter what in this tournament, nothing's easy. And um, certainly this path isn't easy. Um, eight and nine is, is never an easy road. Um, you know, Florida State's obviously a great team. We have history with them, South Carolina, you know, um, really good team. Um, we have history with them, you know, so the opening weekend, we'll see some familiar faces. And, um, you know, I just 
couldn't be more proud of this group for uh, coming together like they have and staying positive, you know, through all the things that we could not control, you know, that that led to, you know, um, maybe a slower start than any of us would have wanted, um, but also led to just kind of a, a magical finish to the uh, regular season for us. Looks like uh, Florida State looked like they only played 18 games as well. Must they must have had some 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 issues too with with pauses? Um, were you were you concerned at all that maybe the lack of games might might be held a little bit against you? I'm not to the extent that they hold you out of the tournament, but just that maybe yeah. that number was a, a little low for the, the committee. Man, it's a great mystery. You know, I mean, that's the thing. It's like how I there's no possible way the committee can go off the net because certainly, obviously, they didn't in certain situations. Um, you know, NC State was a seven or something like that and uh, got a one seed. So the net wasn't it. Um, and so in our case, they couldn't go net. Of course, I mean, how could you use any metric? Nothing's equal this year, you know. So what they choose to prioritize in that room, you know, who knows? Um, probably nobody will ever know the truth. And so, um, you know, so it's just fascinating to know. But, you know, on a year like this, um, you know, you, you got to go off what your eyes see. And that's what I said after our last game. Um, your eyes have to tell you and you got to do the work and find the best teams and put them in the spots that they deserve. And, you know, so it, it wasn't up to us whether we played more than 18 games or not. Uh, we played all the games we possibly could. Uh, that made sense. And um, and so I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Coach, I apologize if this question's already been asked. It's just jumping on here. But does it ever get old when you see Oregon State's name flashed up across that screen that you guys are going dancing? You made the tournament. Well, I thought that was pretty cool that they mentioned, you know, eight straight. And um, we had just talked about that, you know, when I came here. Um, I didn't know enough about all of this to know whether or not the NCAA was even possible. I didn't. I, I, I thought, well, they haven't been in a long time. Um, I, I think when I got here, it, it had been a 15-year drought. And so I thought, well, maybe, you know, we're going to be competing for the, the WNIT. And maybe that was, it would be the, the pinnacle experience here. I, I didn't know enough to know. Um, you know, then after we get in it, we're like, okay, we can do this. Uh, we can compete. We can, you know, recruit and, um, you know, we can build something special here. And so, so now for, you know, for me, my background was certainly, you know, a lot of time in the division three NCAA tournament. I mean, that was the norm for us there, you know, so I'm, I'm pleased to be able to say that's the norm here and everybody that comes here expects this, you know, at the same time, never take it for granted, you know, and so uh, I think that would be a, a, you know, a poor way, a poor approach. Um, you need to be grateful for everything. And, you know, a lot of hard work went into this year for us. Uh, a lot of, I mean, for, and that's true of everybody I know, um, you know, but for those of us who had a lot of new faces, you know, those were the teams that were really penalized this season. Um, you know, you just did not have the time no non-conference, uh, the Pac-12's decision to go to 22 games really hurt those of us who didn't have, you know, a lot of experience coming back and really helped the teams that did. And it was, uh, that was the most inequitable thing that that happened this year. And I understand, 
kind of the reason for it. Um, but for a team like us, it really hurt. And uh, Arizona State's in the same boat. Cal is in the same boat. Um, you know, unfortunately, we weathered it. And so, you know, this is very special, um, considering all the circumstances for our team this year, uh, to see our name, um, even though, you know, I, I would say I, I feel like we were seated a little bit low uh, for the way that this team performed um, down the stretch of the season, which is what people say they want the best teams that are playing the best now. So, um, yeah, but eighth year in a row is pretty special. Scott, you mentioned, uh, you referenced, obviously, how, how this finished for you guys and um, maybe a sense of urgency. I know you always have a sense of urgency, but maybe one you haven't felt in recent years where, like you said, a few, few weeks ago, there was some questions about making the NCAA tournament. Do you think that that urgency, the way things finished out for you, will help you in these first couple games? Well, I think the way we're playing – um, and the confidence that we've gained, you know, and just the the experience that we've finally had, you know, in in big games to to fin- figure out how to close. Uh, you know, we really came together as a defensive team. Uh, we rebounded at a different level down the stretch of the season, and and that's what allowed us to have the success we've had. And we know this team has a lot of offensive talent, and and now you know we're matching that. Um, you know, inefficiency on the other end of the floor as well. Um, so I think you just put those two things together. Um, I feel like we're ready. And, and I feel like the experiences that we had, even even the Stanford games, you know, in both games, we had less prep, we had less rest. Um, they were both, you know, tough times to play that team as good as they are. Those two games really helped um, us grow. And, you know, we're learning from those games. And, and so I think that's true of anybody in this conference, but in particular, just the way we finished, I think we're, we're hungry, we're ready, we're confident, you know, going into this tournament. Scott, does it, um, with the men's team playing this weekend, does this add any extra energy or juice or whatever word you might want to pick for just this week and weekend? Man, I, it can't hurt. I mean, that we're so happy for them, and and man, what a great run for those guys. I, I mean, I've I've been watching Oregon State men's basketball my entire life, and um, you know, this is one of my favorite teams to watch. It, it's just uh, the way that they're playing is so fearless, uh, so tough, and you know, that's that can only be a positive for us as well. I think both teams have have kind of shown a similar. Uh, some similar attributes down down the stretch of the season and um yeah and and so yeah i i think that we're probably you know in some way playing off each other which is which is all good which is all good you uh you you leave wednesday I think so. I just came over here right after. So I, I don't know uh, details yet. We didn't know anything. You know, we're running, we're walking blind here. You know, we just saw the show and, and uh, it's kind of weird though, not to play until Sunday, you know, so there's not the same urgency as normal, but um, the conversations that we've had before the show, um, we were talking about a Wednesday departure. So I believe that's true. Scott, do you think the um, fact that you're playing all in one location for this tournament and all teams will be there in and around the area, does that have any impact? What do you anticipate from an event that we've never seen before? Yeah, well, 
I mean, it will probably feel a lot like the Pac-12 tournament. You know, I, I would assume where you're seeing each other in hotels and different things like that. But, you know, in our sport, the top 16 seeds host typically. And so that's a big difference. You know, we would be playing this game, um, you know, at South Carolina normally, you know, which is just obviously a huge advantage, um, you know, for those seeds. And that's why you want one of those seeds. Um, this situation is much different. It will feel like um, most likely every other game that we've played this season, you know, um, with, with a very limited fan base, especially in the in the first two rounds. And um, so it will be I, it will be interesting. Typically, you know, the women's tournament, um, there's not quite as many upsets uh, as the men's tournament for whatever reason. And uh, maybe some of that is due to, to home court, the way we ha have our tournament set up. And so I wonder what this season this year will do, you know, with a with a one site event um, or all neutral event. And so fascinating, isn't it? All right. Beaver coach Scott Ruick. That was immediately after Selection Monday, less than two days ago. And he brings up a really good point. I hadn't thought about it. The NCAA tournament will be a lot like the Pac-12 or other conference tournaments, everybody in one place. Now, they are going to be playing in different arenas. They have Banker's Life Fieldhouse. That's where the Beaver game is on Friday. The Indiana Farmers Coliseum. I haven't looked these up to see what they are, the differences, where they are, who uses them normally. I'll do that later today. Um, but Indiana Farmers Coliseum, Lucas Oil Stadium, of course, the, the, the main venue for the Final Four. Um, and I don't know if they're going to use Lucas Oil Stadium for anything other than the Final Four. It seems like it's a pretty big venue for a, just a, like a second or third round game. Um, McKay Arena or Mackey. It's spelled M-A-C-K-A-Y. And I happen to know that there is this exact same name on the football field at the University of Nevada. Is it the football field or the other arena? I think it's the stadium. And it's spelled the exact same way, and it's pronounced Mackey. So anyway, Mackey Arena and Simon Skolt Assembly Hall. So those are the let's see, one, two, three, four, five venues for the tournament. Oregon State will be at Bankers Live Fieldhouse uh, for the game on Friday, and hopefully there will be another game, and who knows if they would play in a different location. Not unlike what uh, you do in the high schools where you might have Gill Coliseum. There was a year, a few, oh, it's probably, it's been over 20 years now, but um, Gill Coliseum was hosting the tournament, but you had 16 boys teams and 16 girls team. This was before they cut it down and said only eight teams can go to the tournament proper and started playing them at home, much like they do now with the NCAA tournament. So you had all 16 boys and girls in one location and Corvallis was hosting it. So you had games at Corvallis high school, first round games. And then you had some, um, at Gill Coliseum and a few other venues. I don't know if any of you remember that. And if I remember correctly, I could be wrong on this, but I think that Madras played in that tournament this was back when I was calling games, and in, and in this particular year, I was doing stats. Um, 
I wasn't calling games for the OSAA, but I was involved helping out with stats. And Madras came over and had a really good run. And the whole community came over and, you know, they were real excited about it. And I believe that Jacoby Ellsbury was on that Madras team that played basketball here in the uh, the high school tournament. And we all know what he ended up doing. So a little bit of trivia there for you. As Madras came over here for a high school tournament in basketball, Jacoby Ellsbury playing on the basketball team. And then he comes here and stars at Oregon State and baseball and goes on to be a mega gozillionaire from the uh, the Yankees and Red Sox. So, again, Bankers Life Fieldhouse for the Beavers this Friday. I'll look up the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, Lucas Oil, Mackey Arena. Well, we know what Lucas Oil is for. Mackey Arena and the, the other one is Simon Skolt uh, Assembly Hall. That's how they're doing it. And I just thought it was interesting on uh, some of the protocol that they have to go to. Only four at a time in an elevator. And you know how frustrating that can be. A whole team is trying to get up and down an elevator. The Beavers have an entire floor of this Marriott Hotel in downtown Indianapolis. So I guess you could do that. I guess you could give the hotel, an entire hotel, you know, if they had 30 stories, that would be 30 teams. So there you go. There's your, there are your rooms, but that doesn't account for commoners, if you will, for lack of a better uh, description, you know, just someone who's vacationing or on business, where are they going to stay? I don't know if the hotel blocked off all of the rooms for an entire Marriott high rise hotel or, or what, but as Mike calls in tomorrow, we'll learn a lot about, you know, how it's working, what they're doing. And, um, I think that's all pretty interesting. It's, it, it's interesting to me uh, what they have to do. They all have their own rooms. They probably love that. Not, not the kids so much. Adults. You know, when you're an adult, it's like, oh, no. You want your own room. If you've traveled on these things or you've if you've gone on business trips, oh, the last thing you want is to share a room, especially with someone you don't really know very well. I have literally gone on road trips with sports. And roomed with someone that I just met on the on the plane as we're heading off on this trip or on the bus, and go, you're going to room with so and so. Ah, great. And of course, I'm the older person, right? I'm the adult in the room because it's always a trainer or something, uh, or a manager, and that's just awkward. But you know, it, it's fine. It's fine. And but you find out you get your own room. Oh, yes. Just relax. They each have their own room. They had their food brought to them early. Couldn't even go out. See, now the kids, the players, they want roommates. They want social social time. They want to go and open up the doors and go into each other's rooms. But they're not allowed to do that. Uh, oh, and here's another one. Busing from venue to venue or practice or where anytime they get on a bus, it requires three buses. Now, I don't know if that's for... The entire it is for the entire party, and you know you've only got what fourteen bas fifteen basketball players, and then the coaches. So ten in that party of thirty are going to be hangers on. Uh, that's that's a bad term. Administrators and and you know other people who it's a big deal to be there. Um, so ten, ten, and nine is what the Beaver Party was, according to Nick Dashiell's article. Ten, 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 and nine, three buses. Per team. Now, 
is that overkill? And now Carrie Eggers said, they yeah, don't want to take any chances, take any chance. I get that. I get that. How, though, is anybody testing positive for COVID? If you've been tested and you're negative, you're going through protocol, you're wearing a mask, and you're with your group that have all cleared, then how would a person get get to COVID? The only way is if they're going somewhere where they shouldn't go. If they go to the store, maybe they got, got careless. I don't know. It's a mystery to me, and I don't think anybody knows. How in the world do you get COVID if you're on a team and you've been, for the most of the time you're in school, you've been isolated with only your teammates? Now, I know they, they have to go to the store, like I asked Wade Meckler earlier in the program. Yeah, they, you know, they live in an apartment or they, they live uh, in, a, in a rental, so they got to go to the store and do normal things. That, that would be it. That would be it. They just, you can't. You just, you can't, if you're on a team in a tournament, you have to just say, I'm, I'm not going anywhere unless I'm with my teammates and I'm going to cover up and basically live in a plastic bubble. So um, anyway, that's what they have to go through. It'll be interesting. It'll be fun. I can't wait. Tomorrow night, UCLA starts it off with uh, Michigan State in one of those first four play-in games, perhaps the best matchup uh, or biggest matchup, if you will, of heavy hitters, blue bloods. In one of those first four play-in games. And uh, that's tomorrow night. That's just wild. All right, let me take a final break. Come back. And uh, I have a couple of things here to get to that that I haven't yet that are kind of nice. Uh, nice, And uh, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up today's program. Josh will be with me tomorrow and Friday. And, uh, again, my thanks to Carrie Eggers and Wade Meckler. And Jonathan Smith for calling, and that was all impromptu. I'll be right back. 1240 Joe Radio. Tommy's 4th Street Barn Grill is open again for indoor dining. Check out Tommy's daily breakfast, lunch, and dinner specials. And if you're really into breakfast, it's served all day, every day. The Lounge at Tommy's has a full bar with TVs, pool tables, and Oregon lottery games. Stop by Tommy's 4th Street Barn Grill, a local area favorite for over 20 years, on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Go Beeves. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. Come see me at my new location at 3335 Ferry Street Southwest in Albany or give me a call. For Auto Glass Solutions, better call the Glassman. Call 541-760-2277. Call the Glassman. 
Hey, Beaver Nation, this is Mike Parker. I want to talk about my experience at the Barbers in Corvallis. Rachel at the Barbers has been cutting what hair I have for many years. Not only do I get a great haircut, but also a hot leather neck shave, a shampoo and scalp massage, a soothing neck and shoulder massage, free popcorn and soda, a TV at every station to watch all the games. Discover for yourself why over 2,000 guys a month go to the Barbers. Check them out on 9th Street in Corvallis, the Barbers, where I go and guys go for great cuts. Hey, Beaver fans. Over the past several months, we all have come together to help each other in this COVID struggle. But would you know how to help a family member or a co-worker in the time of an emergency? Hi, I'm Todd Washington, owner of CPR Works where we teach people the skills to help someone in the time of an emergency. I am currently holding both virtual and in-person classes for CPR and first aid. For more information or to schedule a class, contact me at CPR-Works.com. Go Beavs! If you're ready to make the great escape, do it with the number one brand on the water. Yamaha Wave Runners are the most premium personal watercraft on the market with industry-first features and exciting new products like the new 2021 VX Series with audio packages, the much-anticipated Superjet, and the new Race Ready GP Series. This is Wave Runner Country. Join Power Motorsports Watercraft Open House March 20th from 9 to 4 in Sublimity. Good times, great prices, and more online at PowerMotorsports.com. I got a text on the University Honda text line that made me laugh out loud. And it was kind of like, okay then, you know, and I slowly walked backwards to get out of the awkward situation. This from, this from the orange one. <laughs> John, downtown Indy has 6,100 rooms. OSU's traveling party is 29 people. 29 times 68 teams is 1,972 rooms. He didn't write this, but I say, okay, 4,000 extra rooms. Okay, I get it. I get it. It was, it was a, a stupid thought to think, well, how are they going to get all these rooms? I, I didn't even, I'm, you know, I just, I didn't think Indianapolis was that big. I, I can't even, my, I don't even, I don't spend any time in my life thinking about how many hotel rooms are, are in a city. So I suppose, absolutely, yes, there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room. Okay, so I won't bring it up anymore. I won't bring it up anymore. I guess that was really stupid on my part. Sorry. Thanks, Dave. That was, uh, that was hilarious. Um... Here's a good question. Do the women's basketball team teams have the same COVID protocols as the men? Do they all stay in rooms by themselves 24 hours sequestered? <clears throat> I don't know for absolute sure as far as guaranteed, but it's the same NCAA putting on the same <clears throat> tournaments. Now the women are playing in, I think, further out regions than downtown. So they may be, I don't know, but I think it's safe to assume that they are. I would like confirmation on that. You're right. As a journalist before writing it or saying it, but it's the NCAA. They're doing it for one. They got to be doing it for the other. They just have to, wouldn't you think now? That one I'm taking a chance on saying they are doing that, but I don't, I can't guarantee it. I cannot guarantee it. And the setup may be even different. 
but I don't think that it is. San Antonio, I don't know how many hotel rooms they have in San Antonio, but they're there, I think they may be a little bit more spread out. All right, here's some information that just came in. This is good. Redshirt sophomore Kaylee Mitchell uh, was named first team all Pac 12 for cross country, the conference announced this morning. Mitchell recorded the best individual NCAA championship finish in program history, taking 20th with a time of 20.38.5. She was one of two Beavers to earn All American honors. The uh, redshirt sophomore finished seventh at the Pac-12 championships this season. Best individual finish on the team in a time of 1939-4. She's from Salem and uh, helped lead OSU to the best team finishes in program history. Wow, that was a great story for Oregon State uh, gym, um, cross country. Uh, it, virtually all the programs right now that are participating in sports are doing great. So, okay. Well, that's going to wrap up this uh, show today. Thanks for, for hanging in with me. Uh, it was interesting to hear from Coach Ruick. That was good that we got that in. And my thanks to Carrie Eggers. Go to carrieagers.com. He's just such a good writer, especially he has so many contacts in, in both pro sports and college sports and high school sports, too. There's just great stuff with carrieagers.com. And I can't wait for his Jerome Kersey book to come out. And then after that, his memoirs with good stories. And then, of course, uh, Wade Meckler joined me in the first first hour as well. Really appreciate Wade taking time out for me here on the program. Baseball this weekend against Washington State. That is uh, conference play. And I'll be on the call for that with Mike, of course, in Indianapolis. So thanks for all your phone calls and participation. Uh, Josh and I will be here with you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, St. Patty's Day. Stay safe, if you know what I mean. All set, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe Radio.